Hey everyone, welcome to Bridal Nest, the show where each week your bridal bestie, me, Amir Lawali, dishes about the latest wedding scandals and gossip from a friend of a friend of the bride. So sit back, grab a glass of champagne, and let's get messy. Chelsea Gallimore is a native of Washington, D.C. and an alumnus of Southern Methodist University. Chelsea has a passion for media and human rights, and she plans to use her social platform to help other young women achieve their greatest potential by breaking barriers and earning leadership positions. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. All right. I love to start each episode with the same question. What was your messiest bridal moment? You know, honestly, I think that I was probably the chillest bride that there could be. I love when people say they were so chill because I started this process being like, I'm going to be chill. The moment six months hit up, unhinged. Unhinged. We planned our entire wedding in eight months. I thought that I was going to be able to do it by myself. And I just, my husband was like, he wanted to get married as soon as the off season. So he plays football. So yeah, we just kind of made it happen. So I think the messiest thing was me thinking I could plan it by myself in eight months. I ended up hiring a planner three months before our wedding because I was couldn't do it. It was too much. So I, I didn't send out. I I really got the basics like our venue and my dress, and then after the, and picked out the food. And after that, I was chilling for five months. I didn't do anything. So that was probably the messiest thing because. It wasn't until January. We got married in March. And it wasn't until January until we actually got everything together. So. Okay. I don't know how you did that. As someone who's in her final months now, we've been engaged since September 2021. Thought I found what was going to be our venue and then literally ignored everyone for a year. And then woke up and was like, I don't want to get married in Texas anymore. So I can only imagine like how you did so much in so little time because me, I'm panicking now. And I feel like we've been engaged forever. See, I thought originally, I thought we were going to be getting married in 2024 because we got engaged in June of 2022. So when I asked him, I said, OK, like, let's look, think about dates and stuff. He said, oh, as soon as the off season, like 2023. And I'm like, that's like tomorrow. And mind you, football season starts really in July. So. We had a month before he went into camp and then basically we're traveling every week. So it was a very stressful time, to be honest. So I think because I was such a chill bride, I didn't let anything bother me. The things that I didn't like, I still, I didn't have a big scandal or a big blow up because I didn't let anything bother me. If it didn't work out, it just didn't work out. So what do you think it is about weddings in particular that like brings up the most like feral, ridiculous behavior in people? I don't know. I think that everybody around you is so excited and they think that it's their wedding that, but we got our families in check real quick. So his parents, my parents, everybody's like, well, we mind you, like I said, we only had eight months. So they're like, I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm wearing. I don't know where it's going to be, where we stay. And I'm like, that's because it ain't done yet. But yeah. you just going to have to sit there. <laughs> everybody thought it was their wedding, but. I think that that's really what it is. I don't know, but it wasn't their wedding. It's not your wedding. We don't have the same taste. Like I will, I love, I love my mother-in-law. Let me just preface by saying that I had everybody wear black. She was not feeling that for the longest. She was like, why are we wearing black to a wedding? It seems like a funeral. I don't like it. No, no, no. And I'm like, look, just, just hear me out. I got a vision. And just wear black. 
my husband said, look, mom, you're going to wear black. You're going to come up in this wedding with nothing else on. Yeah. And she came in in black. And then at the end, she's like, oh, my gosh, this is so beautiful. Everybody in black. It looks so classic. Now I see what you mean. So we got our families. Our families, they were a little upset for a second, but they got in, in check. Oh, I love that for you because I feel like I got bullied. Like, <laughs> I feel like they just like bullied and like pound on. And then where I was in the beginning is not where I am now. Now, am I more at peace by letting things go? Yes. So gross. Yes. Gross. We live far from our families, though. And we pay for it all ourselves. So there wasn't really much that they could say. I was like, you're not writing checks, but you have so many opinions. It's weird. (laughs) But we didn't even want to say that because they would have written a check if we said that. But it's not even about that. Like, I don't want you to write a check because I want it to be the way that I want it. Y'all had y'all wedding. Everybody in our families has already had their wedding. So it was ours. (laughs) Is there anything that you would redo or do differently about your whole bridal season? Yes. Now... Like I said, I was the most chill bride, but in hindsight, there's a lot of things that I would have done. Like, first thing, I'm a content creator, and I never heard of having a wedding content creator until after I got married. So it is kind of a new thing, and I didn't know that that was a thing, and I got married at the top of wedding season this year. So I was stressed trying to get content myself, which... It all turned out pretty well and it did well, but I wish I would have had somebody else do that. I did not have a shot list with my photographer, so I wish I would have done that. To be honest, I don't like my wedding pictures. I don't hate them, but like we had this really beautiful staircase in our reception area. I wish I would have gotten pictures with myself and my bridesmaids on the staircase. We didn't get anything like that. The the wedding, the pictures that we got with our bridal party was limited. And then I also didn't get pictures with really anybody. I didn't stop and like have our photographer take pictures with anybody. Like nobody at our wedding. 300 people, none. Oh, wow. Did you have a first look? Not with my husband, no. I only had one with my dad. Oh, that's nice. I- I think that it was just so much going on. I just it was just too much going on. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do one, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not even upset about not doing a first look. I'm just upset about everything else. And just the photos. Like you wish you had a yes. full list because you had a vision of what every thing would look like. So I'm like, if they don't get something, I'm gonna be very upset. You will be upset. Yeah. My videographer, on the other hand, I love my videos, love everything about video. And I think that I was so video focused because of what I do. I wanted to make sure that I got all these videos. I have angles and angles of videos and different videos, but pictures, no. But I also had a really, really good time. So when the wedding, like when the music started, it was no stopping to take pictures or anything like that. So it just what it is what it is. But I was upset about that, if I could be honest. Yeah. When you ranked like your top three most important things when you were planning your wedding, what came first? Was it like your dress? Which honestly, I need to ask you like how you got a dress in eight months. <laughs> because they were like complaining and saying it took at least like 15 months when I went dress shopping. So... The three things that I really cared about was aesthetics. I wanted it to be a very beautiful wedding. I wanted a good vibe. So I wanted like a good DJ, 
good entertainment. I wanted everybody to have fun. And then everything else kind of came after that. As long as it looked pretty and I had a good time, that's all I cared about. Like, I really cared about, I couldn't care too much about stuff or it wasn't going to get done in eight months. So a lot of things I just kind of let go. But with my dress, really, I, so I'm a pageant girl, former pageant girl. So I had had a dress custom made twice by um, a company called Albina Diala out of Kosovo. And so they've already made my, had my measurements and they've made my dresses, three dresses for me actually in the past two years. So they already had my measurements and stuff and they made my reception jumpsuit. So that was already taken care of. As far as the dress, my husband had a game in New York and I just went with my mom and my sister to just try on dresses because I thought that the same company was going to make my original dress as well. And then basically I just, I I liked all the dresses that I tried on. And I, I told you I was not a bridezilla. I tried on this dress and I said, look, it looks good. I like it. It looks beautiful. Let's just get it. So I wasn't that bad. And then it took about, it didn't come in until January. And then, like I said, I'm a pageant girl, so I have a pageant seamstress here in Dallas that I took it to. And they got my dress done in, from the time that I brought it to them, I think my dress was ready in like four days. Oh, wow. We love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I really didn't have, but I've worn so many dresses, to be honest. I just don't think I put too much emphasis in it. I was just like, I liked it. I just wanted us. I wanted a form-fitting dress with like a mermaid or something, like a long train. I was pretty happy with it. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Okay, that's so yeah. fun. <laughs> I found it in, in one trip. That's the goal. The goal. It is. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for some bridal mess? Yes. Great. Let's get messy. Today, our friend of a friend of the bride is taking us to the East Coast to meet our New York City-based bride, Amelia. Amelia is one of those girlies who has dreamt about her wedding day since she was a little girl. She had envisioned herself in a beautiful white gown walking down the aisle towards the love of her life, surrounded by friends and family. And now that dream is finally coming up. Her fiancé's name is Eric. They met after both swiping right on a dating app and have been inseparable ever since. But it was an immediate connection. They clicked over interests and goals. Their friend groups meshed well, which is honestly the key. That's like all you could ask for. They just knew this was a good fit. So after three years of dating and one year of living together, Eric surprised her with the ask and a ring while they were on a trip to Italy. Amelia was ecstatic, and they both immediately called and FaceTimed their families. Okay, question. Can you share your engagement story? So... We actually, we had went to St. Martin um, on a trip with some of our friends. And when we got back, he was telling me for a while that we were, one of his teammates was having an event and like, oh, it's going to be really nice. Like you, we're going to wear black. Like it's a really nice event. Like I want you to dress up for it. And then the dress that I ended up ordering didn't come in in time. And I was just thinking like, okay, like, I'm not going to go or I'll just go. I'll just wear something. And he was like, 
really adamant about what I'm wearing. And he's like, no, just go to the store. Like, here's my credit card. Like, just just find something. And I found, I was like, well, he sent me an in- I had gotten an invite from his teammate's wife. I got an invite saying that I was invited to the event. So when I looked at it, nowhere on it said that we had to wear black. So I'm looking like, okay, I, why can't I just wear something else? So anyways, long story short, I'm looking for a dress, running around. This is the day of the engagement. I'm running around trying to find a dress. And I finally find something like an hour before. And I'm kind of frustrated. Like, I don't even want to go. Like, we're not even that close to them. Like, why am I stressing out about this? So anyways, he gets me to go. And then we're in the car. And he's playing all these love songs, like, He's playing like Wifey by 112 and just he's playing like all these like Wifey like proposal type songs. And I'm like, I can't tell if you're just trying to butter me up. But then right before we get to the place, he switches into like dance hall and it's like, wine for me, twerk for me or something. And I'm like, okay, never mind. This is not for me. Let me just like bring it back in. Because I thought that it would come at some point. And when we walk into the event, um, when we get there, the valet asks us where we're going. He tells us we're going to his teammates' event. He's like, okay, yeah, it's upstairs. Then there's signage outside saying, welcome to his teammates' event. And then when I walk into, when I hear, then like right before we walk in, I hear one of our songs. It's called Need You by Emmanuel. And I hear it playing. And it's like a really... It's a random song that I wouldn't think would be playing at this event. And when I walk in, the door is like all of my family, all of his family and friends, and then a big marry me sign. So I didn't expect that. I did not expect that at all, especially because he paid so close attention to details. And then... He had my mom come, which I did not expect my mom to come because at the time my stepfather was in the hospital in Maryland. And I had just FaceTimed her that morning and she was at the hospital. So she FaceTimed me right before she left to go to the airport just so I wouldn't think anything of it. So he crossed all I of the bases. That. Everybody was there. That's a good surprise. I, Honestly, the little I like the signage so that had nothing to do with you, that would have thrown me off. I would have like, okay. This is not the moment. Like that is that is I, top. 10 I plan. did <laughs> because every everybody so it was at a hotel, and so everybody in the hotel knew what it was supposed to be, and everybody's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you're here for Demarcus Lawrence event. It's going to be right upstairs." And then it had his logo, his emblem. I had gotten an invitation. His wife sent me an invitation with to their event for the date and the times directly to my phone. So I really thought it was his event. I love that. So their families were excited too. Both of Amelia's parents were teary-eyed. They knew about the proposal and were so excited to officially welcome Eric to their family. Eric's dad and stepmom were just happy that Eric finally popped the question. They were ready for the wedding. Now Eric's mom, well, she was a little upset that she wasn't present for the proposal. And she chose to make that clear on the first call. She eventually came around to it. But our friend of a friend of the bride wanted to make sure that we were clear here. She was extremely verbal about not being there. Eric was extremely close to his mother, Tanya. And Tanya liked Amelia, but was having a hard time letting go of her only son. Amelia liked Tanya, 
but felt like she was constantly walking on eggshells with her. Is that a red flag? Is it a red flag that Amelia was walking on red flag? I mean, walking on eggshells? Is it a red flag that the mother wasn't as excited because she wasn't there? I don't think that's a red flag. I think that families can get... I think families, like I said, they think it's theirs. So sometimes they can get a little in their feelings or make it feel like it's about them, even though it's not. I think that it'll blow over if they like each other otherwise. I think it'll blow over. I agree. So let's fast forward a bit. Regardless of a bumpy start with Eric's mother, they quickly started wedding planning. And with only one month left until the big day, Amelia had everything planned out. Thanks to her wedding planner, Emily. Now, Amelia is extremely type A, so it took her a minute to get comfortable with the idea of a wedding planner. She wasn't completely convinced that she could allow someone else to take the reins and plan their day. However, her fiancé and bridesmaids reminded her of her professional workload. Amelia was entering her first year residency, and no one believed that she could focus on that and plan a wedding. They didn't want to stress her out even more. Emily was a charismatic and seemingly efficient wedding planner that Amelia found on the Instagram. Amelia saw her post in reels and TikToks and just knew that she could make her day extravagant. It looked like Emily had a keen eye for details and an uncanny ability to turn even the simplest of ideas into grand, unforgettable moments. Emily took care of everything, from the venue arrangements to the flowers and to the catering. All right, you mentioned earlier that you have a planner. How did you find them? Um, I actually found my planner from TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a get ready with me for a football game and I was just updating my followers on like how wedding planning was going and I was telling them how I didn't have a planner and everybody was so shocked. And people started messaging from there. I got at least like 10 or 15 messages from either planners, people who knew planners or recommended them. And then I, from there, I just kind of took about five and I interviewed them. And the person that I ended up choosing, her sister had sent me an email with her information. And after I met with her, I didn't, her pay on her page and stuff, it looked nice and everything, but I met with her and she already, she had a PowerPoint together with our name, our information. She was very well put together. So I chose her and I think our vibe clicked the most. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm now getting married in Portugal, but I had a planner when I was getting married in Texas. And um, she, I think she'd actually be fine if I was still getting married in Texas. It's just when the tables turned, I was like, oh, you're doing nothing. <laughs> like, you know, with planner, you mm -hmm. already pay like 50% up front. Yeah. So I feel like I lost like $3,500 and she literally didn't help with engagement photos. She didn't help outfits, nothing. The moment I switched over, I felt like she was like, okay, contract canceled. And I was like, no, you have, you're supposed to help me until this day. Yeah. And she just stopped answering. And my fiance was like, you're stressing more about communicating with her and you're wasting time. Like she's not going to help. And it was just so sad because I, I talked to so many people that she worked with. I was like, maybe the perception of social media is different than the reality because a few of them were like, actually, she wasn't very present. And I was like, damn. Yeah. It's yeah, just, see, it's give or take. <laughs> that's why I didn't go based off of her social media exclusively. After I met with her, 
My planner was hit me up more than I was hitting her up at that point. So she was honestly, she was amazing. If anybody needs a planner, her name is Takaya Outlaw. Oh, I love that. She's good. <laughs> a good planner can change everything. All right. Her work with the Instagram-based planner was so far a success. She planned their engagement party with no issues. It was a dinner party that her friends and family still rave about. About 75 of their loved ones attended. They feasted family style on long rectangular wooden tables under the stars. This was definitely Amelia's vibe. So she was finally okay with backing off and trusting her planner at this point. At the dinner, each parent gave a swift toast to their futures and wished them well. Amelia's mom's speech focused on the light they brought out in each other. Her father's speech was filled with dad jokes. Eric's dad and stepmom sang an embarrassing song, the kind of song that makes you smile and cringe at the same time, but everyone could tell that there was love there. Now, Tanya's speech was short, but some would call it shady. Cheers to your future. May it be filled with love, honesty, and accountability. May you both grow to bring out the best in each other. Do you think that's shady? Would you take that as shade? I think that's shady. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, and then now she keep on poking. She's she's poking a little shade. That's shady mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and it's like in a mom way, so you can't even like call it yeah. out directly because "grow" is not a bad word, right? At face value. Yeah. Yes, she's definitely shit because she's trying to. Are you trying to insinuate that we don't already bring out the best in each other? Exactly. Like, are you happy or not? Are, are you with us yeah. or not on this? I would be a little worried. As the she days went, one more strike. She does. She have one more strike because at this point, you don't talk at all. If I went, <laughs> sorry, no, for real, no, no. Where I'm paying for, I can't risk it. Like, yeah, no, no more. How about you just hold flowers? No more speeches for you. <laughs> As the days went by, Amelia's excitement grew. She had been working closely with Emily on all the arrangements, finalizing the last minute details. Overall, she was really able to take a backseat and really focus on her residency while Emily booked and executed each task. But during a late night catch-up session, Amelia noticed a discrepancy in the finances. An amount of money was missing from their wedding account. It seemed like a few withdrawals were inflated compared to the amount of the initial quotes that were given. For example, the bakery should have been paid $1,500, but $2,200 was charged. Same for the DJ should have been paid $1,000, but they were charged $1,800. Now for some background info from a friend of a friend of the bride. When they got engaged, Eric and Amelia set up a joint account for wedding spending. All of their parental figures had access to the account with their wedding planner. They thought this was the easiest and fastest way for their families to contribute while giving Emily the quick access she needed. This account had about 125% of their budget in it. They didn't want to go over their set amount and would use the rest for the honeymoon and then to start their lives together. Amelia double-checked the numbers, hoping she had made a mistake. But the truth was hard to ignore. Panic and confusion sunk in. She couldn't believe what she was seeing. Her mind raced and she tried to understand how this could happen. Okay, personal question. Did you go over, well, one, did you guys set a hardcore budget? And if you did, did you go over it at all? The budget went and went, came and went. The, <laughs> what I initially, but that's really only because what we thought weddings cost was not true. At all. So 
everything costs more than we expected, even like after getting multiple quotes. So we had to extend our budget, but we had a number we didn't want to go over. Yeah. But um, we didn't have like a hard budget, if that makes sense. Yeah. Our budget definitely went double what we thought we were going to spend. And I think that happens, especially because you got married like post 2020 and everyone says those numbers like shot up. Like they shot up because people were racing to them and then they just stayed there. Those vendors are like, we're not going back yeah. down. Like this is our new price. And no one yeah. told us. <laughs> like, no one told Nobody the rest told. of us. <laughs> For a second, to be honest, my husband and I, we thought about not having a wedding. We thought about it, but I don't regret having it. So one thing I will say is like, I preface like anybody who's going through that. Mm-hmm. I 100% am glad that I still had my wedding. But for a second, just by looking at the prices, I was like, we could buy a house. A different house, and we have a house, so that didn't even really matter. But you know, the the cost. I was just thinking, oh gosh, this looks expensive. Yeah, but you had a yeah. good time. You had a good yes, time. I had a good but time. That makes me it feel was worth much it. better. It was worth it to me. The money that was spent was worth it. Okay, that honestly, I think I needed to hear that. Now that we're like seventy five days out, because I'm looking. I literally came home to Texas. I was like, every day, all I'm doing is spending money. Spending money, like spending money. So I'm like, is this going to be worth it? So you make me feel a lot better. Thank you. So like any stressed out bride, Amelia immediately called her man. So she called Eric, panicked, nervous, and crying because she assumed that all of her original quotes were incorrect and they would now be way over budget. Eric was at his tux fitting when he received the call and his mother overheard everything. You know, you have to do better, Amelia, Tanya said. I told Eric, you couldn't handle managing this, and I should have planned it months ago. Now what do you do? It's a mess, she said coldly. How would you respond to that (laughs) from your (laughs) mother-in-law? See, my husband is very, very good at, like, that buffer of, like, I think Eric kind of probably should have said something so that I don't get disrespectful with your mother. Because at the end of the day, I honor her and I respect her because she is your mother. But let her honor and respect me. So I would hope that my husband-to-be would say something to her. If it was me, I would probably say something to him for him to say to her, to be honest. But what I would want to say is like, this ain't your wedding. And I was calling you. (laughs) At all. I think you take care of your own family. Like That's how our household works. Yeah. You have to take care of your family. That's my advice also to to women. Like, you got to... That would be a red flag to me if he lets his mom talk to me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag to me. You got to take care of that. And let me watch how you handle it. Yes. Like, I need to know that you you can set boundaries with people. He needs to say something. He needs to say something. Let's see if he did. Amelia didn't respond. This was the breaking point. Tanya had went too far. Her fiance, Eric, began to speak. But Amelia interrupted him. We don't need your help, Tanya, Amelia began. We never did and never will. All you've done is critique everything so far, and you're so obsessed with your son, but he's not marrying you. He chose me. For the first time, Tanya didn't have anything to say. No interruptions, no shady responses. She looked stunned. Eric finally interrupted Amelia. We can discuss this later. Goodbye. Amelia hung up and felt vindicated. Someone needed to check Tanya. And honestly, she was happy that it was her. Should she be happy that she checked her mother-in-law? I think for me, I'm kind of like, 
non-confrontational. I think I I would I would be annoyed, but I don't think that that would be enough for me to like blatantly disrespect her. Mm-hmm. Personally, I really would have said I would have had a little bit more restraint to talk to him later and say, "Your mom cannot keep doing this to me." Yep. But she's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. She's not wrong. But I just because I love him, I would try to be I, I would try to be different. But she's not wrong. I'm not saying that. I agree. I really wish he would have said something though. But I I wish she would have let him. Like yeah. He, he probably took two seconds too long though. Like yeah. he should have bumped like, right. You're not in. gonna say nothing. And she probably has like reached her wits in with this lady. Yeah. Also, I I don't always give a bridal pass, but like she's probably in the worst, she's in the worst part of wedding planning. It's like the week before. She's yeah. she's in she's in residency, so she's dealing in the hospital. She's stressed. And she just took she it out on her. Stressed. She's stressed. But the late, she's overstepping. She, she is. <laughs> so Eric may agree with us because he was more than annoyed. When he got home, he had to confront Amelia about her tone with his mother. I know that she may be a lot, but she's my mom. There are other ways to handle things. And she was extremely hurt and cried the whole drive home. For once, Amelia agreed. She may have been too harsh with Tanya too soon. The stress of residency and planning may have gotten to her. So she tried to call her future mother-in-law to patch things up. But no luck. She called at least once a day. And it was the week before the wedding and Tanya wasn't answering calls. Amelia began to worry that the relationship was permanently damaged. What would you do at this point? I probably would just leave a voicemail and tell her, I apologize. I lost my cool. And then I'll kind of leave it at that, though, to be honest. Like, it's still her wedding week. Like, don't let... It almost sounds like she's trying to take the shine. and She's trying to see how far she's going to go. So I would call and apologize and then leave it at that and she can reach back out. Agreed. Agreed. Like, that's like, it's exactly what you said. It's the wedding, it's the wedding week. <laughs> like, I don't have time. And she should apologize eventually, but not yeah. like... It's, you don't have time that yeah. week to call every day. Also, like, shouldn't you be calling me? It's our wedding week. Like, <laughs> there are things that you probably have to do part of this. Yeah. I would I would call like she did, leave a voicemail or something, send a text. Hi, I'm just trying to reach you. I know everything didn't end well, but just wanted to say I'm sorry and then leave it at that. I'm not about to keep calling you every day now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the evening of the rehearsal dinner. Amelia was in her bedroom surrounded by her bridesmaids and they were all getting dressed and ready for the event when there was a knock at the door. It was her mother and she looked a bit frantic. I can't seem to reach your planner, Emily. No one can, she said. Amelia didn't believe her at first and thought it must have been a mistake. She grabbed her cell phone and made the call. Straight to voicemail. She tried again. Straight to voicemail again. She called again and again and again. Same thing. Is each vendor here? She asked her mom. Yes, she replied. Everyone is set up. Everything's ready to go. Just no, Emily. Okay, I'm Carrie. She turned to her maid of honor. Can you take over until we find Emily? Everything is already set up. It should be easy. And like a great maid of honor, Carrie did just that. The night went on perfectly. They were surrounded by so much love that night. It was the perfect kickoff to their wedding weekend. As the night ended... Amelia approached Tanya. 
They had clearly been avoiding each other the entire night. Okay, this is your moment. What do you say to your future mother-in-law? Hi, Tanya. I'm sorry about everything. Hope you can forgive me. I was out of line for raising my voice at you, but I still love you when I'm ready to become family tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she has to take it. I mean, you're getting married the next day. She probably just needs space. I mean, it's a little dramatic. Yeah. Uh, we're not answering It is phone. very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, she's dramatic. I would also know that that's what I'm getting myself into. So brace yourself. Like clock it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know that this is the family you're marrying into. I am so, so sorry for the way I spoke to you, Miss Tanya. The stress of everything built up and I took it out on you. I love your son and I am so excited to be part of your family tomorrow. Tanya smiled and leaned in for a hug. Eh, you weren't so bad. I was much, much worse. Full Bridezilla. And you'll be fine now that that shady planner is gone. Amelia looked confused. Tanya noticed her confusion. Oh, Eric hasn't told you yet? I fired her this morning. Amelia's left eye began to twitch. She looked like all of the blood left her body and someone snatched her soul. I spent the whole week digging through your payments and she's been playing with your money the entire time, Tanya said. Embezzlement? <laughs> Amelia screeched. Yeah, Tanya responded. She got each vendor to up their charges and then she would take a cut from them. Such a good hustle. And she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for your meddling mother-in-law. I threatened everyone with a lawsuit and all the vendors renegotiated for the original amount. But Emily's gone. Amelia looked stunned, but grateful. She thanked her mother-in-law and continued to soak in the love of the evening. Okay, question. Are you worried that you have no planner? offended that Tanya overstepped once again or are you relieved that it's all been figured out I'm mad that she went through I don't know how to explain that but why are you searching through the bank state I mean don't get me wrong like I guess she was right at the end of the day but it's a sign (laughs) it's a sign that the next few years of your life is gonna be very complicated right I hope she doesn't live in the same city. That lady sounds like she'll pop up at their house and use the key and just come in and be sitting on their couch eating popcorn every day. It's one of those things. I would where... feel like that's a little much. It is. It is it's a lot. That's it's a, much. Yeah. It's a warning sign, right? Because when you're happy, you got your money back. You're happy that you caught the crook. But it's also like a warning sign that she's going to be in your business for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right. The next day was beautiful. Truly, the wedding was like a movie. Each vendor showed up. Amelia looked stunning. Eric was the embodiment of joy. This was the day they both dreamt of. All right, wedding is over. How do you strengthen that relationship with your mother-in-law while setting boundaries? I don't know because I feel like Eric is failing to me because it feels like... Well, one, to be honest, like my husband and I, we went through premarital counseling before we got married, before we even went into the bulk of our wedding planning. And we kind of got all of that, like how to deal with family, all that type of stuff straightened out before and definitely knew that the the expectation was if somebody in my family oversteps that I'm going to handle it and vice versa. And like, we're getting married. So it's us versus the problem at the end of the day. And if I'm wrong, you can still check me, but privately, but it's. I feel like Eric has to help with that. I would probably talk to my husband, to be honest. 
and tell him like your mom cannot be going through our bank accounts no more so we got to get a new thing she can't get the the login the information because that's a little bit much that's a little bit much I would have to start with him. That's my only explanation. I wouldn't be talking to her by myself. Agreed. Agreed. All right. We got an update from a friend of a friend of the bride. Tanya and Amelia are now closer than ever. Tanya appreciates Amelia's newfound brutal honesty. And Amelia loves learning from Tanya's ability to spot bullshit. It's a trait she clearly needed. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. I, but what this tells me is I feel like if she now is brutally honest, it feels like Amelia now has space to check her in the moment. And I think Tanya kind of respects it. And you know what? Not my life. Not something I would do. But teach their own. (laughs) Yeah, to each their own. I'm act. if it works for her, then it works for you, sis. I'm not mad at you. As long as you get it together. I don't think that that will work for my situation. I wouldn't talk to my mother-in-law like that. But it's just a different dynamic, though. So I would definitely, I don't want to offend anyone. So I wouldn't. But if, if as long as it worked for her, I'm happy for her. As long as Tanya don't overstep anymore, then as long, however you get there, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Bridal Mess. That was so much fun. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I didn't I didn't know what to expect, but I was really excited. Oh, great. I had so much fun. Also, you give like great advice. So like you have like a very <laughs> like, you. even head. Like it's like, okay, I should do this. This is a boundary. Good bridal advice. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be like that. Or otherwise, like my wedding would have been a mess, but I just <laughs> I try to take a back seat and like try to think things through before I act. Oh, I love that. All right. Before we go, um, I'm already going to share your socials in the podcast notes, but do you want to share what's happening next or anything that our listeners can look out for? What's happening next? Just back into football season. Um, my husband's entering in his fourth year in the NFL. So excited about that. I'll be doing a lot of keeping up with me for game days. And that's pretty much it for now. Which also is so much fun, but all your content is so good. So everyone tap in. I'll share all the info below. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>